It's another side that like wants to take more. It wants to go that one more round. Because like going that one more round when you don't think you can. That's what makes all the difference in your life. You know what I mean? Welcome to another episode of One More Round, the Rocky Series podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. With me today, of course, is the lovely Katie. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing well. We got our first big snow of the year season last night. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've got a big sweater on. Yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie. Yesterday was, at the time of this recording, was my birthday, and it was 16 Celsius, which is like 70 degrees Fahrenheit for you Americans. It was very nice, and I was jogging. It was lovely, and I knew because of the weather app of course that cold days were coming the vortex was coming in and it's coming it's here so we're down to uh yeah colder much colder now <laughs> so but i love wearing my hoodie weather i love hoodie weather mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh kyle is we think he's coming he might be running late we're just started without him if he pops in because we got a lot to cover so we're gonna start with emails first okay why don't we just do that first while we're waiting for kyle so okay we, there? we have one from craig davis Hi, Ryan, Kyle, and Katie. First and foremost, I'd like to express my appreciation for the fantastic job you all do. The chemistry among the three of you is truly remarkable, and you make my long car journey to work enjoyable. Hmm. That's very nice. I've been contemplating how the Rocky universe might have unfolded without Clubber Lang. In this scenario, Rocky might have retired, potentially safeguarding his finances, as he would have ventured, as he wouldn't have ventured to Russia, leaving Polly in charge. Right. This decision would have spared Rocky from further brain damage inflicted by Drago. Mickey might have lived a few more years with a re with reduced stress on his heart as there would be no pressure to train for a fight he didn't want and no incident with Clubber. We wouldn't have had to endure Frank Stallone's singing during the initial Clubber fight training camp in the hotel. <laughs> I also adore It's a Long Road podcast with Ryan and Dom. You folks always crack me up. I would also I it's I would like to point out that I love it as well. It's part of my morning routine when we record because the episode comes out and so it's just the best way to start my sunday morning it's great it's coming near an end it's nearing the end though we're halfway through ramble five and it's the last season of the long road podcast so if you're listening to this rocky podcast you don't know that i do a ramble podcast it's done in the exact same vein we go scene by scene throughout the films we're halfway through season five the last season of the ramble series and yes we started at the end of season four and we continue with season five where we have a, it's become a longer segment i think the frank stallone uh, segment that we do at the beginning of every episode but it's not our fault katie it's not our fault frank keeps giving us things to talk about i can't help myself it's just wild wild you guys gotta check it out if you aren't already thank you katie so craig goes on to say Rocky and Apollo may not have formed their friendship, and I suspect Apollo would have moved on from boxing if not for Rocky's influence, thus avoiding a confrontation with Drago. If Apollo had lived, there's the question of whether he might have had an affair. 
I think you would have. <laughs> if not, there, there would be no Adonis. If yes, Adonis might have desired to follow in his father's footsteps if Apollo were still alive. This would have resulted in no Creed movies. Additionally, Rocky's relationship with Robert, Rocky Jr., might have been stronger with a more comfortable lifestyle living in a mansion and more time to spend together. Rocky's retirement would have precluded any friction in his relationship with Tommy, as I doubt they would have ever crossed paths. I continue... I could continue, but I realize you have a show to carry on with, LOL. I'm very saddened to hear about Burt Young's passing. May he rest in peace. Keep up the excellent work, guys. Keep punching. Best regards, Craig Davis. Great email and great insights. Uh, and Kyle's entered the chat, so we're going to say hi to Kyle. Welcome. Hey. Glad you're here, of course. Uh, we knew you were you're coming, but we had a lot of emails and stuff to go through, so I thought we'd, we'd just start. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to forget this uh, blatant show disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> so I also want to say uh, Craig actually just ended that email with the mention of Burt Young. So why don't we right now, that was one of the things we wanted to cover, of course, because the last episode came out after his passing, but it was, like I said before, it was recorded before his passing. So now that we're all here together, why don't we start with you, Kyle? Like your thoughts, of course, on Burt Young's passing. Uh, obviously very sad. I feel Burt Young's passing is something that's been, I don't know, in the back of my mind for a long time now. This is coming. It's just, Paul, he's never seemed super healthy. No. And so it's like one of those things where I'm like, I'm surprised he's still here. Nevertheless, it's still very sad that he's gone. He was, uh, I'd say one of the most integral characters in the films. He's one of the few that was there for all of them. Yeah. Um, all six, yeah. And, and he had, he had an important role. Like he, and he had quite a spectrum of what he performed. I, I still prefer the Polly from like, the first two films. He was still good in the other ones also. And I was really happy to see him in Rocky Balboa as well. Like, I remember one seeing the trailer for it. So, yeah, it's a big loss. And, and I'd say in general, too, I was talking to my wife about this, and we were talking about Matthew Perry, who just passed away. The one thing about getting older is you really start to notice people dying more. Like, when you're a kid, you mm -hmm. take that for granted. But then when you're getting older, like, all these people that you've grown up with or grown up watching start passing away, and it yeah. kind of... It makes you reflect on your own mortality a bit. Agreed. Well said. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Katie? <sighs> I should have been maybe expecting it, but I wasn't. For some reason, I don't think of 83 as like that old anymore. I love Burt Young. I think he's legitimately like good, decent human being. He's a phenomenal actor and he gave us one of the best characters in film history ever so i will forever be thankful for that i also love that he lived in new york he wanted to be away from the spotlight he was a private person he just did his own thing he had other interests just wonderful i would also like to point out that his wife passed away when he was 34 years old in 1974 okay and he never remarried. And so I feel that somewhat I'm putting things on this, but mirrors like a Rocky Adrian mm, type interesting. type relationship. I wonder if Sly grabbed any of that real life storyline from Bird as an actor. 
Maybe. Yeah. And so he only had one child, has one grandchild. Doesn't he have a daughter or something like that, I think? Yes. Anne Moria, which I actually am curious if anybody knows for certain what his real name is, because his wife, so it's said that his name is both Gerald de Louise as well as Richard Moria or Moria. Hmm. And I'm not certain which it is because his wife's name was Gloria de Louise, which would point to his name being Gerald de Louise. Okay. But his daughter's name is Anne Morea, which would point to his name being Richard Moria. That's weird. So, yeah, it's a great loss. We have these parasocial relationships with celebrities, which is just an interesting You're phenomenon anyway. Yes. So I do feel the loss of Burt Young a lot. And when the day comes that we lose Sly, it just makes me nervous. That's coming. It'll be hopefully a while, but it's coming. Yeah, he's six years Burt's junior, mm-hmm. Sylvester himself. And I think he's probably lives a little bit more healthier of a life than Burt Young lives. To be honest with you, I know Burt struggled with alcohol. I think he that was something he struggled with in real life, not just his character, Polly, but... I think there's a little bit of life and art life there. I know that from a source, I won't say who. That's one of the reasons why I never got him on the show was because I think his handlers knew he doesn't do interviews anymore. It's just the coherentness might not be there. Yeah, but 83 isn't old. I'm sorry, it isn't young. So mm-hmm. if you hit your 80s, you're like, that's a full life. He had a, like grandkids, like you said, or he had a career in film and TV and celebrity and He's an iconic character. So the mourning parts, I didn't know if I mourned so much as, oh, it's it's over. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a finalization more than anything. Speaking of Matthew Perry, who just happened just to die at the time of his recording, not even 12 hours ago or whatever, that, that was a little bit more closer to home in some ways because I've actually watched more footage. If you want to talk about hours, I've watched more footage of Matthew Perry on screen than I have of Bert. And he's made me laugh and all that good stuff. And he's younger too. So that one, oof, that one stung a little bit more because he's only six years older than me, where Bert's right. 35 years older than me or whatever it is, almost four decades older. So yeah, he he will be missed, obviously, of course, now regarding his Rocky. This is a Rocky franchise podcast. So Paulie is a character, iconic. He's more dramatic in the first two, cartoonish in the next two. And then he goes back to being a bit of both in Rocky Balboa. And I look forward to now as we discuss the character, we're going to be discussing him for three more films. It's going to be interesting now to think, oh, this character or actor is now dead, the way Burgess Meredith is dead, the way Tony Burton is dead. And these are films we grew up with and the actors weren't young when they started. So yeah, we're going to start seeing some of these Talia Shire. And, you know, I know. Yeah, can't live forever either. His mom lived close to 100. So who knows? He could be around for another 20 years. This is very possible. That's true. Yeah, the Ma- Matthew Perry, just to your point, that's so surprising because, yeah, he's only 54. And what I meant about 83, it's nowadays we have men, yes, like course. the Rolling Stones are touring in their 80s. In their 80s. We have Robert De Niro and yep. Al Pacino having children in their 80s. So that sure. it's just a different time to be in your <laughs> 80s little, now. He's about average. Like the yes. life expectancy of an American male is, I think, low 80s. That is true. Yes. So like he's, he's at the death age. So, That's what I mean. Yeah. It's not surprising when you hit mm-hmm. anything. I always say anything above like 75 is the youngish now, but anything close to 75, then once you hit the 80s, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's a full life. Burt Young, of course, we'll bring him up many times throughout the show, but He'll be missed. We loved his his performances. Paulie's iconic. It's as iconic as they come. He's the side character to Rocky's character. They're inseparable. They can't go without saying that character of Paulie. I don't know who else could have done it. It's one of those things. So he'll be missed. We love him. 
doing our we're doing our little tribute to Bert. This is a 1.75 liter bottle of Four Roses bourbon. So you legit have the Four Roses. That's yes. amazing. Yes. And and I have a I've already poured it, but a Colorado shot glass. So I'm combining yeah. the two. Yes. Nice. I just bought a little thing of Jack Daniels. I couldn't find Four <laughs> Roses. Ooh, Jack but... is a bit harsh. <laughs> well, I feel like it's what Bert would have wanted. Is Four <laughs> Roses not hard? Is it? Oh, no, it's yeah. actually pretty smooth, and it's a bourbon. It's smooth and oh, so. Okay. Listen, you guys, it's 9 a.m. here, but it's yes. snowy, so this will warm me up. Yeah. I think that's what I don't think day drinking ever stopped Polly, so it's not going to stop us either. <laughs> It's it's what Polly would have no. wanted. Yeah, and I'm it lame. Is. I'm sorry. I I have just water in my flask. I know you're not supposed to drink with water. I I don't. I just don't have alcohol in my home anymore. I explained this to the guys in our chat. I just don't buy alcohol. I just I haven't really been an alcohol drinker for some time now. And anyways, because of the diet that I'm on, but. I have to commend you on that, Ryan. It's a much oh. healthier way of living. Yeah, I, you know me, the keystone of health. No, but anyways, but that being said, I do raise my glass and we, we love you, Bert. So who wants to lead the toast? Kyle, do you want to lead it? All right, to you, Bert. May you be busted forever in the sky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, your, your body's busted. He's not He's not sweating anything anymore. That's yeah, right. wait, he doesn't sweat anything. Thank yeah. you. I'm glassing <laughs> up my toast, Katie. Cheers. Uh, cheers to Bert. Oh, good stuff, guys. You guys are awesome. That's and that was your guys' idea to do that. So thank you so much. So thank you. Awesome stuff. And rest in peace to Bert Young and his family. All the love and blessings to the family and friends to Bert. Okay. All right, Katie, the next email. We have one from Michael, the host of the Screen Nerds podcast. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm thoroughly enjoying episode eight, and it's always a fantastic listen. It has sparked some thoughts. The sequence immediately following the fight with its disorienting camera movements and gong sounds seems like a visual representation of a concussion or someone getting their bell rung. Mm -hmm. While concussions weren't as well understood or extensively studied in 82 as they are today, it feels like a rather accurate portrayal of it of what it might have felt, looked, and sounded like for someone experiencing a con concussion. That is a very good point, Michael. I I'd like to mention that Gloria made a concussion joke in the second film. That's oh, true. Because they asked, what, what do you do in commercials for? And she's like, concussions, which I <laughs> think is a pretty funny joke. <laughs> and Gloria had a couple little digs in there in those films, actually. Yeah, yeah whatever happened to Gloria? I would have liked to see her in some of the later films. Well, it's she's weird. in the fifth film. That's right. She does have a brief cameo in the fifth film. Oh, yeah. She's always willing to give Adrian another shot at the pet shop. No I forgot about. about that. That's a good point, Kyle. And like I said, I, I would love to interview the actress. She's still alive. She's in her 70s. And she has a YouTube channel where she reads poetry. It's the oddest thing. So you, she can be found. You got to get her on, Ryan. I know. I know. I should try. I said, look, Burt Young's dying. Come on. You got to get Before get everybody's gone. That's right. Michael goes on to say, one could also argue that as soon as Rocky entered the locker room, he should have told Mickey, you need to go to the hospital now. However, given that Rocky himself was in an altered state, having his bell rung during the fight, he likely wasn't thinking straight either. And I think, Ryan, you probably pointed that out last when we talked mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Additionally, the only scenario in which the medical staff and paramedics wouldn't have performed CPR on Mickey is if he had a do not resuscitate order. Once again, I'm uncertain about how prevalent such orders were in 82 
or whether Mickey would have had such a document readily available. But if that were the case, the medical staff would have been there solely to record the time of death. Keep up the excellent work. Best regards, Michael. And you pointed that out as well, I think. But that's very good points, Michael. Yes, Michael. Thank you so much. Next, we have an email from Dan O'Neill. Mick once said, fighting is like 90% in the head and 10% in the body. Okay, before you go, I should we should also say thank you, Michael, for that. And also check out his podcast, Screen Nerds Podcast. And again, the only reason why I'm not bouncing anything more off that email, and the first one for that matter, there's just, sometimes things are just said. They just, they said everything. Well said. Like, yeah, it's well said. We don't need to, not quote unquote, waste time, but we don't. Yeah, it was well said. But this next one, I will say this before you read, of course, because I pre-read these. I will say this email in, the, in conjunction with what Kyle has said and other people have said regarding what's going to be brought up here. Boy, it's starting to sway me a little bit. I'll give him that much credit. There's a lot, there's a lot oh, of we're evidence. still talking about yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and read that. And I haven't just... read it yet, so I'm curious. Yeah, okay. okay. You don't pre-read these? Oh, that's weird. Well, you give them to me like five minutes oh, before we record. So no, <laughs> I don't. That's I don't. fair. I got to do better about that. I no, it's okay. It's yeah, fine. I'm sorry. Right. I can't read anyways. That's right. Just read the dummy cards, Katie. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm thoroughly enjoying the revisitation of Rocky Three, and in particular, your recent thought-provoking discussion in episode six about who would have won between Rocky and Clubber if Rocky had trained correctly and Mickey was in the corner and healthy. I've wrestled with this question myself over the years, but believe I've finally reached a conclusion. None of us ever want to bet against Rocky in a boxing match or any fight. I do believe that he would likely lose this fight. This is primarily because it's evident that he has become mentally soft after three years of perceived easy dominance and his newfound fondness for a lavish lifestyle. After his 10 title defenses, which were handpicked, and Rocky's inclination to appear in numerous TV commercials and fundraisers rather than engage in proper fights and rigorous training. I think his mental state would be his downfall. You can't simply turn it off and on. Going into this fight, I believe Rocky would think he's unbeatable and only needed to show up to defeat his opponent. Given Mick supposedly said fighting is 90% in the head, a callback in Rocky V, in my opinion, Rocky would still lose the first fight with Clubber, albeit with a better performance and lasting longer. I believe he would have underestimated Clubber, despite Mick's efforts to instill in him the warning that Clubber would deposit you up there on Mars. Rocky would have taken his training less seriously, even if they had continued living in the old gym. I can't imagine his desire and devotion for the fight would be the same as it was in Rocky two, despite the jabs he made to Adrian at the statue. After all, the worst had happened to Rocky, he had become civilized. Rocky would have continued to live a modern lifestyle before the fight, as Apollo later references in the film, which is in stark contrast to how Clubber was living and training. In conclusion, great discussion, guys, but if fighting is 90% in the head, Rocky would lose the first fight, even if he trained well and Mickey was healthy. Keep up the great conversation. Best regards, Dan. So the thing about this email that really pushed me, now I'm not so sure about my thoughts previous, and he's right about the beginning where none of us want to bet, bet against Rocky. That's true. There's probably part of that fandom or rooting for Rocky that's in my heart, not my head, so to speak. And Kyle, we know Kyle has no heart. He's old head. And uh, that's why he logically came to the conclusion that 
uh, Rocky would lose. Now, so the part of this email that was like, I never considered that, and this is in the Rocky universe, so you have to weigh that into this discussion where Mickey himself said to Rocky, and he's a trainer, he's been doing this for you know seven decades of training, that boxing is 90% in the head. And now we did talk about that where Rocky's heart wasn't into it, all that good stuff. That's why that's why he lost so badly. It's because you're right. So that art that argument with Mickey and what Kyle's saying is true. His head wasn't in it, heart wasn't in it. 90% of it is your head. That's why he only lasted like half a first round. Take that away, Mickey's there, and still, if it's just still 90% in the head. All the arguments that Kyle and what Dan and others have said here still hold true. He's civilized. The fights are handpicked. He's cultured. He's doing commercials. He's not hungry. He doesn't have the eye of the tiger. He's not angry. It would have been a longer fight. It would have been a, but Clubber just might have had more of the head game. Are you saying that you've changed your opinion, Ryan? I'm saying that still with the idea of all things being equal, Mickey's in the corner. 90% head game. You, you could then, at that point, it's an unknown, is where I'm going, because mm. you could argue Rocky, maybe during that 15, at the time, 15 round match, gets his head screwed on right, figures it out, gets into the head game, breaks out of the, the he digs in deep and gets out of the civilized and the hand picked notions, all that stuff. He breaks out of it still. And in the realm of, the Rocky universe, he's done the impossible. So, at the very least, I get all the arguments. I can see where a loss would happen more now, but I'm still going to geek out a little bit and just say the good guy wins. Rocky still wins if you want to put a gun in my head. I think so. My counter to some of it is one, the 90% in the head. I use that as the argument for why he lost because Mickey wasn't there. But to the point about him being civilized, mm. I hear that. My argument to that is just because he's civilized doesn't mean he can't be good, a.k.a. Uh, what's Apollo his face? The Apollo was civilized. Mayweather. <clears throat> totally rich, lives this lavish lifestyle, but oh, he's yeah. never lost. He's an amazing – he's a shitbag of a human being, but he's an amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. boxer. So, so that kind of counters that. And the other thing I'll just point out is that what we're shown in the fight is that uh, Rocky – he does have the physical fighting ability, mm -hmm. but we're shown that he completely gives up. He gives up, not because he's not trained, not because it's because Mickey's not there. He just is not, his heart's not in it anymore. So they're all really good points and we will forever never know, but I think that it could have been a really good fight and that Rocky would still squeak out the win if Mickey was there. Okay. And any final thoughts there, Kyle, before we move on to our trivia? No, I think we've all we've all got our points out. I, I do want to can I do my quick shout out? Yeah, of course, to whoever so, or whatever. So we had a, a very if you watch boxing, a very rocky like match last night in the real world. Oh, heavyweight champion Tyson Fury fought a man that had never been in a pro boxing match before. I've never heard about this till you messaged us in the group. I out of the loop. So what was the so, so Fury is thirty three zero and one. So he has thirty three wins and one draw. He has most of the world championships right now. He, there's another guy, Ukrainian guy, Alexander Usyk, who has the other ones. They're going to fight soon. But Fury is widely regarded as the, he's the lineal heavyweight champion. What does that mean? That's like the lineage. Like you get it from beating the last guy who had. There's the original heavyweight champion back in the day. 
And that title gets passed on. You have to defeat the last champion to get the championship. Like the belt they show in Rocky, that's the lineal belt. Okay. Uh, Ring Magazine has their lineal title, and that's the lineal championship. And then there's like the WBC and all the other ones too. But Tyson Fury's the he's the white guy there. He is a really good boxer. This other gentleman, Francis Naganu, he's never fought ever in a boxing match. He was in the UFC, so he does have fighting experience. He knocked down Tyson Fury in the third round, as we can see there. So very Rocky-esque kind of knockdown. Tyson Fury won by a controversial split decision victory. Really? So it was 95-94 Naganu, 96-93 Fury, and 95-94 Fury. So it's real tight split decision. Um, Wow. Yeah, so he was a Ganu guy. Is a he's a big boy. <laughs> oh no, Tyson Fury is enormous, but also he, I don't think I've ever I've heard the name, but he is super out of shape looking. Oh, that's his trademark. That's his trademark. That like he's fat. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, no wonder he. I'm like, look at all that jiggle. <laughs> I don't want to see that when I'm watching some boxing. <laughs> he uh. He beats the shit out of everybody, even though he's fat like that. Because he's like, very tall, right? He looks really tall. He, and... He's 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 more athletic than he looks. Okay. Um, he is extremely skilled fighter. Oh, okay. And he's beat Klitschko. He beat Deontay Wilder, who's like in incredibly good shape. If you've never seen him before, I could understand that reaction. But he okay. beats up like muscly looking guys like this guy all the Interesting. time. Okay. And everyone thought that Fury would just roll this guy easy because this guy's never been in a boxing match before. He's in he, shape, actually. So, so yeah, he, he has the advantage of being in shape. But like Kyle said, that's not been an issue. Yeah, Tyson Fury beats the shit out of in shape people all the time. Is it because he could take punches? Or are... He moves well. Despite being fat, he can move around the ring. He doesn't get tired. He's really athletic. Like, it goes against intuition. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he looks about the same shape as he was in other fights. Like you see him dancing around the ring there. He'll do that the whole time. But this Naganu guy has never boxed before, like never had never. a professional. Wow. Yeah, he's fought in the octagon in UFC. But that's uh-huh. a totally different, that's a different sport. Like, it's not boxing. There's a similar Conor McGregor fought Mayweather. Same situation. But Mayweather carried him for a few rounds and then just smacked him around for another seven. P.S. Look at it's Iron the Iron Sheik. Yeah, who's that guy holding He the looks belt literally there? like the wrestler. The Where's Iron this being held? I think Where's... Iron Sheik's dead. Where's he this... recently died. I oh, think. This, is, this is in Saudi Arabia. That's why. Yeah. So they're funding it, I bet. They're funding the fight. Decision on the third card. Winner by split decision, still undefeated from the United Kingdom, the WBC heavyweight world champion. So is there some controversy with that call, or do you think? or uh, A little bit. Like, people are saying Naganu was the one who really won the fight. Because when it's that close, it's basically like th- th- to your one round this- difference. Sorry, go ahead. To your point about this mirroring, I just, that's very similar to, uh, because Apollo was getting hate mail, like, you didn't really win this fight. So your point about this mirroring a Rocky fight is 
uh, warranted. Yeah, it was really like reminiscent of that. So I watched the fight illegally last night. <laughs> How dare you? After the fight was over, I didn't watch it live. So, but. What do you think of Luis's comments there regarding Fury? He knows how to use his size and bullies people. Uh, yes. So one thing Fury does to people, because Fury's six foot nine. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Like he's a real big boy. And Naganu is not six foot nine. I think he's maybe <laughs> six, seven or something like that. He's at least, you saw him. He's slightly yeah. shorter, but it's not like they're, it's not like they're hugely different. But what Fury will do to smaller guys, guys who are only six, five is he'll put his whole body weight on them in a clinch and lean over. And so this guy's basically having to hold him up in a clinch, and that takes energy mm. that uses up your muscles. Tyson Fury is named after Mike Tyson. That's why his name's Tyson. He's a gypsy. That's why they call him the Gypsy King. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Like in a the ramen, UK, they're ramen, also called uh, Pikeys. Yeah. I saw that from the movie Snatch with Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Although Tyson Fury says Snatch doesn't really accurately portray pikey lifestyle, but... What? A movie doesn't portray something accurately? That's weird. I know, it's crazy. But he comes from a boxing family. Do you know how much he weighs? Six, uh, nine, and kind of I bet he's he's over... I mean, he's like 300 pounds or something. He's coming at 277 pounds. He had the championship earlier when he beat Klitschko, and he basically spun into a major depression afterwards. And got majorly addicted to alcohol. And I think he ballooned up to 400 pounds. Oh, my God. And was like stripped of his title. And he made a a comeback where he lost a bunch of weight. And he fought for the championship again and got it. A very interesting story. And he he talks a lot about mental health. And he's also super religious, too. But, yeah. Uh, Like, he... Interesting fellow. I don't necessarily agree with all his opinions on stuff, but it was a great matchup, and it was really reminiscent of the first Rocky fight. Cool. Awesome. That's very good. Thank you for bringing it up. So thank you. All right. So now we are going to do our trivia. Five questions. I'll tell you right now, the first question, I'll be surprised if any one of us gets, but the ones after that we should all get. God. Okay. Okay. Ready? Question 36. Who does Rocky fight at the venue... Radio City Music Hall. Oh, I think I know this one. I, I do have a name, but I don't know if it's the right one. Maybe there's a montage think, of names throughout never the Never mind. Room. I'm not going to give any hints. I, I, I don't know hints. Know, but... Katie's killing us. Katie's killing us because I think we're going to get the rest of them pretty easily. Okay, number 37. It was, it was Bob Smith, Katie. Just yeah, it's Bob Smith. <laughs> okay. True or false? The Italian Stallion logo is on the is on Rocky's motorcycle. We also see his motorcycle in the fifth Rocky film. P.S. I want that motorcycle. Well, you should have been there at the auction. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like four. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. 38. What does Rocky throw at his statue? A tomato. <laughs> Who says, you got me curious? This is a trick one if you want to think about it. It but, is. But that means we probably all know the answer. So I think I will accept singular or whatever. But yeah, who says who says it first? <laughs> you got me curious. Okay, and then question 40. <laughs> I love this. I wish they were all this easy. Who says I pity the fool? All right. <laughs> okay, so I think it's the first one that's going to get us a little bit. We'll find out later. Okay. All right. And here we go, folks. The Imaru. 
the funeral. This is where the audience everywhere around the world finds out for the first time that Mickey's Jewish. Was there any indications throughout the films that Mickey was Jewish before this moment? His his last name. (laughs) Yeah, Goldmill. Especially as a kid and a teenager, I never got Jewish last names. It never dawned on me. So even now, I keep forgetting that's a clue or hint. But if you live in the East Coast, I, I think that is a pretty good indication. So are you saying then you knew that he was Jewish before the funeral? I was a small child watching this. So, and I lived in the Midwest where there's not very many Jewish people. So I probably didn't, but I do think people that live where there's a larger population of Jewish people would. I mean, as an adult, I'm like, oh, duh. This Does it tricky. say Does his he... name earlier? Does it say yeah. Gold? When? when did we see Gold Mill? Um, that's the other. So that's the other. There's a trivia question. Um, when did we get Gold Mill's name before the third film? And if we did. And then the other question I then have Mm. is those who saw the films in their late teen adult type years for the first time said to themselves, that man is Jewish. And then when the funeral happens, they go, aha, I knew it. You're right. I I just know his last names, but I'm trying to recall when we learn his last name for the first time. But Exactly. mm -hmm. So there's a good trivia question. When and where do we get Mickey's last name before the funeral? I think this is the first time. That's my. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking too. I don't know. I I feel like we do learn it earlier. Okay, but... well that's that's the challenge then. Yeah, it we'll is. get that for our emails. Send us an email, folks. Let us know that not that we're right or wrong. I actually just don't even. Remember. I think we're retconning our yeah. history that we know his last name, but we, we never hear Rocky say it. We don't see any documents. We don't see any. But the press never says, oh, Mickey Goldmill is training you again. Rocky, how do you feel about that? I don't recall any kind of ver- anyone saying his first last name together. So good questions for our audience. This concludes our services. I just love even after this. He's got the raccoon Rocky eyes. He's wearing the sunglasses. But I always appreciate that Rocky thanks the service guy. Thanks. Very quiet thanks there. But he thanks him for his service. And there's everyone attending the funeral. Well, that was one of the trivia questions. It the was. cut man's there. I forgot the cut man was there. I got that question wrong. I didn't even think that Polly was there. I'm, I'm very surprised that there's only that many people there because I understand that Mickey didn't have kids and probably like he's so old that all the rest, like my grandma, for example, mm-hmm. all of her like brothers and sisters and everyone in her family is gone now because she's 96 right so like mickey he's really old so i can see in that sense that maybe a lot of his family isn't there so yes if he doesn't have kids but this guy was in the community for a long time you would think he made a lot of connections with trainers and people like that at the gym over the years and i think more people would have been in his funeral Maybe it's a budget thing. Get more people. I'm sure, uh, but the, but really, they should have had a huge budget. I don't. Yeah, great questions. Why isn't there more people there? But maybe there's a storyline there that just Mickey had nobody but Rocky. Adrian's outfit's wonderful. She looks really nice. She's got a hat. She's got a great funeral outfit. And we're about to see his. It's not a headstone. It's like his plaque or whatever. Yeah, yeah and black. this is really important. So you guys might be right. It's possible this is the first time we see his last name, but it's also really important because we see his birth and death year, which right. comes up in our timeline. When you see stuff like this in the film, a death of a character stating the year 
you have to say this is the year. It's like the hardest evidence you can almost have is someone's birth date or death date. The hierarchy of dates you take seriously in a film, the highest standard is they put it on the screen explicitly. For example, the beginning of Rocky 1, where it's November whatever, 1975. You have to accept that because they're telling you that. And then right under that is this here, where it gives you a date. This is honestly probably equal to the what I just mentioned. If this is the date, he's seventy six wh- now. So Rocky, Rocky, when he fought Apollo, what year was that fight? It would have been nineteen seventy six, actually, because he fought in January one for the first fight, and then in November they fought again, and you can't really dispute that. But we know that in the vortex of time, there's a really a three year gap. At the very least, uh, he should be 79, because in the first yes. movie, he says he's 76. But even though six years has passed, or five or six years, in the movie's timeline, it's three years has passed. So he should not be 76 here. Yeah, it should be like 1902 or 1903 is yeah. his birthday. Because yeah. like his implied birthday in the first film is 1900, because he's Mm -hmm. 76. You could say 1899, because it was technically 1975 when he said that. It's true. But like we talked about, as time goes on in the film, you can't just pretend like it's in the past still all the time, or else I think that's just unnecessary. So you got to bump it up a little bit. But this is a, a very obvious error from the movie, because they are playing with time, but why did they make his birth year 1905 here? There's a very clear opportunity to make it 1902. I don't know. Sly, I love Sly. He write, He wrote this script. He directed this film. He wrote the first film. He wrote that Mickey says, I'm 76 years old. I, I, I don't know why I, I don't know why there's not anyone that says, hey, Sly, just remember Mickey said he was 76 in the first yeah. film. You remember you wrote that and now you're editing this film and you're editing this shot. You see this in the editing room. You're the director. Why didn't somebody say, hey, how can he be 76 in Rocky 3 and 1? We've talked right. about that before. Yeah. I fear that people didn't want to correct him. I hope that's not the case, that he was I the don't... type of person that would, you know. Like... Well, so to say, hey, Sly, 76 in both films. What, what do you think we should do? I don't know why that would send him off yeah. the rails. Uh, well, you know what I mean? Probably people a like culture where it's not detail-oriented. Maybe. You know what I mean? I just think they don't care. And, okay, and matter. I hear that. I know we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I know this was the 80s, and I know they never would have suspected people would. There was probably somebody in the theater who was a nerd enough to say, yeah. hey, I know these Rocky films. I had them on VHS. And so I, I can't imagine the millions of people that saw this film, not one person picked up the, the flood. It's called a film flub for a reason. They exist for a reason. I'm just surprised about how much we have inconsistencies in the timeline. I don't know why it's so hard to timeline certain things like ages. It's odd. It's not like we're asking you to. It's not war and peace. I understand that. It's just, I don't know. This is a glaring one because they try to be accurate with Polly's. I think his death was, or Adrian's death yeah. was made yeah. sense. Their ages made sense. I think I whoever's know. the intern on set decides that. They're like, hey, we need you to make a plaque. We need you to go to this place and order one. But they had to be given some sort of date, but they wouldn't just arbitrarily come up with a date because they're, they're, it makes sense, but it's not quite right. That's what I mean. Like they were guessing his age almost. I don't know. Anyways, interesting. Yeah. Does somebody want to Google maybe Louise because he's uh, not recording? Louise, Google Burgess Meredith's actual, if you don't mind, his actual birth year. I would be curious. Okay. 
I think it's 1912 or something. Like I think it's pretty close around this, yeah. Yeah, they make him older than he really is. Again, Burgess well, Meredith was the same age. 69. In, he was 69 in 76, that's right. I believe. He's, that's right, because that's the same age as Sly was with the first Creed film. So they were both the same age. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be two. 1915, is my math? I can't do math in my head, so yeah, sure. And Louise also just want to say in regards to what you're saying about Adrian and how she's looking. This is what mm. Louise had to say about yeah. uh, He said the agents fire no cylinders in Rocky 3. I agree. <laughs> she's, I think she's peak hot in Rocky 3, if I want to be honest. As a man, yeah, I'm being honest. I think she's Oh, he's peak. born in 1907. Oh, wow. So I fucked oh. that up big time. Oh, what was I thinking about the 69 then? Okay. Oh, I think what we figured out is that he actually would have been Mickey's character instead of 76. We figured out that based on the later dates, he would have actually been 69 or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. who knows? So again, we have Rocky doing his famous, I don't know. It's almost like he's visiting the sites. This is where he ran, I think, the training montage in the first Rocky film. This is the same train yard area. I love doing shit like this. This is my personality. I like going back to places I used oh. to go. And kind of thinking and reflecting about stuff. So I really relate to what he's kind of okay. doing. I like Polly in the sixth Rocky film. I can't do any more of this watching stuff. What is it? <laughs> yeah, I get How I feel. Also, we should also know that Mickey's body was, I guess, turned to ashes. Is that what it was? They... I don't know, man. I think like they're in that thing there. Like they're just embalmed or whatever. Oh, okay. So I love how Rocky goes to the bridge. They trained under in the first Rocky film. They ran under. I think it's that same area at the very least. Then we see him cut back. He went back to Mickey's funeral home just to check it out again. Yeah, that was odd. I don't yeah. re- recall that before. But yeah, it's a good Philly shot. He said, remember when I was at your funeral five hours ago? Back now. <laughs> just odd that he goes back again. Like he was just there. And now he drives up with his motorcycle, which is... I love how no one's here. There's not one person here. I guess it could be three in the morning. But he's brought his motorcycle to the top of the Rocky stairs. I don't know what that was. Logistics. I don't know what the logistics. Yeah, you know, because I caught a cab to this place when I was in Philly. And the cab driver drove me to, like, behind the steps. And there's, like, this pathway that goes up. So I actually went to... can a motorcycle do it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, I actually went to the top before I ran up the steps, even. Okay, that does make so, sense. Yeah, no, he's good here. Like it makes okay. sense. All right, good. I don't think he's allowed to, but he did it. Imagine if there was security there, though. He'd be like, "Hey, I'm Rocky Balboa. My statue's up here." They'd let him go. They could do whatever he wants. I'm gonna play the musical flourish because there's something about it that it crescendos or has that flourish right after he hits the statue with his helmet. And it should be noted that we interviewed the daughter. Of the statue maker. I never know why we never got, I forget his name, Joel Schumberg. I forget his first name, but we had a lovely woman. She was wonderful. Her interview with me and my brother was wonderful. She gave a lot of insight. Again, one of the insight was she was 14 years old. Katie, you would have loved this. She was about 14 years old when Sly came to her father's house to pose for this sculpture. And he'd be there just in his boxers every day, holding up his arms for the box. Yeah. She went to school saying, yes, Sylvester Sloan's in my house naked. Oh my God. Can you imagine that? And because it's not even in LA, they were in Colorado. So you don't see a famous celebrity every day 
in so, here. Can you imagine, Katie? You're that 14 year old. No, was <laughs> 14. I would have been all out for that. Oh wow. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So you'd be finding like excuses to go in there all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys need something to drink? Yeah, yeah, or I just came yeah, in here yeah. to get this, or. So she gave some great stories. Robin was her name. I don't begrudge at all talking to her because it's funny. I've seen the father give interviews since our interview to other people. Oh, yeah, I know. So it broke my heart a little bit. Oh, why would you want? To I thought to he had passed away. No, he's still alive. He has. He's still oh. alive. Not well, I don't know, but he's still alive. The, like recent, like last year or two, I just happened to stumble on. I'm like, oh, okay. The statue creator talking to other ham and eggers, but not me and my brother. Uh, anyways, Robin, if you're listening, can you let us... Do you want me to send him some hate mail? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. His statues are fake. No. So, it, but... Does he look here, like him? Yeah. I've note here, of course, it's a real statue, real cast iron, and or whatever the material, I think it's cast iron. So when Sly hits the statue with the helmet, that's the real statue. It's not just a prop. It's the actual statue. And Robin said, yes, to this day, the uh, the mark of the helmet hitting the arm is still there. So, so I wonder one how take many takes yeah. that took, mm -hmm. though. Yeah. I think like, it was a one-shot deal. you missed the statue or something, or if it hit it awkwardly or whatever. Yeah, it might have been a couple times it didn't look quite good, but the one that stuck the, on the film, the, the mark on the uh, arm is still there from Robin. And she has no reason to, to lie. She right. wasn't that type of person. She told that to me and my brother was cool. So here we go. And I love the flourish of the soundtrack after the hit. It's a contemplative moment right now. We're, we're, we as an audience for the first time, we're just thinking, oh, Rocky's thinking about himself as a boxer and the statue. But we're realizing now, especially with his face, he's pissed off at the whole idea. He feels like he's a phony. His whole life is a like the statue is now mocking him in a sense. It's mocking the whole, his whole existence as a boxer and as a human. Wait a minute. What's that on his bike? Yeah, I was just going to comment to that too. Oh, okay. We got a couple trivia. things for the trivia. We got the, yes, there is the Italian stallion. Yeah, the logo is on the motorcycle. And we're about to see what he throws at the uh, statue. Mm -hmm. So we got two things on this one. And it's not a tomato. I just love that sound of the change of the flourish. It's very fitting. It's the Rocky theme. It's still the Rocky theme. It's like the depressing Rocky. It's slowed down and inverted on itself. I think it's very well done by Mr. Bill Conti. Very subtle. Yeah. So he throws the helmet and I love how he just awkwardly backs up the bike. That always kills me. Oh, oh, God, reverse this motorcycle do you think he goes to fetch the helmet or he just leaves no he, he leaves that helmet it. he's a litter bug i'll leave it down there didn't keep good protection anyways yeah, i whatever. think helmets are like 300 bucks they're not cheap oh, they're not no, cheap no thing to rocky yeah he can probably afford it so rocky continues his death tour of mickey now he's going to mickey's gym Parks his bike outside, and he's inside of Mickey's gym, sauntering around, being somber. Nature's smarter than people think. Oh, wait, it's a different scene. Sorry, I'm thinking of something. <laughs> it's Rocky Five. It's my joke. Rocky Five. But he goes to the same gym. Slip oh, yeah. the jab. Slip the jab. That's right. Slip the jab. Rocky's about to punch the bag out of anger and frustration inside the gym. That's not the way to do it. Who's that? I just love this whole sequence because it's great on film. It's fantastic if you're an audience member, of course, seeing this for the first time, whether at home or in the theater. 
Imagine how weird that would be, though. Yeah, like you're in this shitty neighborhood. You're in this like building with the lights off. You think you're alone. Yeah, and then someone's got to how you do it. Like, holy shit! You're right it about probably that. Probably be it'd probably be the more accurate response. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but this oh. shots. To your, we've seen it a thousand yeah. times, but for first time viewers, you hear the voice, but we just see uh, a silhouette. Uh, Silhouette, yes, of an overcoated, dressed up person, man. And I've always wished or hoped that Mickey would come out as a ghost with his bat. <laughs> hey, <who's there? laughs> you fought like a bum. Now, I do have a question. At this time, mm-hmm. is this still a working gym or is it already abandoned? No, Mickey just kept a really bad upkeep of his gym. I think it's three in the morning. There's a lot of questions here because we're going to get some dialogue here from okay. the timeline. I think this is the same day of the funeral. If you want to go, mm-hmm. they went to the funeral, they closed up shop. Rocky probably said to Adrian at home, hey, I'm going to go for a ride on my bike and clear my head. Because it was daylight when this whole thing started, so it yeah. could have been like near supper time. Funeral was at 1. Funeral ends at 4. 6 o'clock. I got to say. Driving around. Like, Rocky did up big time not <laughs> keeping that gym going. Right. Because like by the time Rocky five rolls around, that gym is long abandoned. Right. I'm not saying Rocky, you have to be there running it, but you could pay someone to run that gym. Mm -hmm. You could get a manager. You could find someone to take care of it. You could pay them. Doesn't Creed. What's Jason Creed? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's one way he insulted the old neighborhood Mm -hmm. is he just abandoned this gym, this like kind of pillar of the community and yeah not cool bro not cool so this might guess what the timeline is that okay so it's probably between let's just say between one and four in the morning here and now paul's come here we're gonna hear this conversation you think it's that late don't you think it's like 8 p.m yeah i thought it was more like say 10 11 because apollo goes to the house you don't go to someone's house at one in the morning it's fine it's nine o'clock at night you guys yeah, happy yeah, yeah. it's nine yes at night. yes you're happy yes, Ryan. yes okay Fine, it's nine at night. Follow keep the sensible bedtime. All right. Okay. But you hit it straight. Step into it. The reveal that it's Apollo. Apollo? Yeah. <laughs> I waited at your house for about an hour and your wife said you might be here. Oh, wait, it's different. He said, I waited at your house for an hour. So he was at the house for an hour and then he might be here. So who knows? So it still could be later. It still could be later. Also, how awkward Adrian's just like, so what's new? Oh, we know, you know? what happened. <laughs> now there, that's an alternative because we know Apollo's a cheater. I know yep. Adrian wouldn't, but that's just a funny oh, thing. Apollo's a very Adrian, sexy man. Adrian has too much class for that that's nonsense. True. She does. What are you doing here? Business. Now I do like how Paul says it's business that he's here and not necessarily it is a bit about they talk about the money but yeah anyways we'll keep going business okay I just with this conversation have they had very many conversations before this one is the question I'm pretty sure they haven't spoken really at all other than in the ring where he's like in the corner this guy or whatever yeah do us a favor knock out this guy or yeah, yeah I agree Okay. If the papers knew we were talking like this, like we're having an... The last time they really interacted, Apollo was like extremely antagonistic, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. they were not bros. 
Rocky has never been antagonistic towards Apollo ever, even in the press conferences and stuff. Like when Apollo's talking shit, Rocky's just like, "This guy's great. He's gonna try my best." But you know, Apollo is hated his guts, but he's obviously gotten over it at this point. I knew we were talking like this. They think we was crazy. Why you? We've talked about this in the past, but this is more realistic way this would go down is Apollo would see this as his chance to come out of retirement and beat the shit out of Clubber, especially since Clubber pissed him off so bad in the ring. The The real life inspiration behind this is when George Foreman, who is, as I've said a billion times, is Clubber, knocks out Joe Frazier big time. Joe Frazier's kind of like Rocky, a big puncher. George Foreman is an even bigger puncher. And then Muhammad Ali comes in, who was defeated by Frazier, who is no longer the champion. Everyone thought Muhammad Ali was too old. They thought he was past his prime. They thought he'd never be able to beat Foreman. And he comes in and with his strategy and with his finesse beats Foreman. Really, you would have Apollo coming in to fight Clubber. And this is how Apollo gets his championship back. But of course, this is not the Apollo Creed movie. This is the Rocky movie. Rocky will now transform into a version of Apollo to beat Clubber. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I, I like that. Because I'm the best and you need somebody to teach you different. Why? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think you can pull it off without me, right? So there's evidence for Kyle. Can't pull it off without me. But he yeah, didn't answer. That's just Apollo's ego and opinion. <laughs> it is. And it also didn't answer Rocky's question. Like, what's in it for you? But he'll get to it. I think he gets to it. But yeah. You still didn't give me the answer, Apollo. What's the real reason? Let's see. It's quiet, isn't it? When you retire, it's too quiet. We're too young to retire anyway. Besides, with the right touch, I could promote this thing into the biggest gate of all time. It'd be bigger than ours. He's always about that. He's always trying to make money, make a buck. And that's how he's rich as he is. He's very rich. He's richer than Rocky is at this moment. He's a business. He loves that. That's, mm-hmm. that's the way he is. But he also is resembling a little bit of Rocky when he went back to Mickey in the second film. When he's, I just got to be around a Mick. And this is, so yeah. Rocky's a little bit more humbled about it, though he's less flashy about it. But he's saying the same thing. I don't want to retire. I can't just leave boxing alone. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's who I am, Adrian. And that's what Apollo's saying. Is, I got to be around it. Like, I'm retired, but I'm not done with this business. I want to be around it. There's a line there that I I misheard all these years. Oh. And he says, we're too young to retire. Mm-hmm. Now, I always heard it as, you're too young to retire. Oh. Because Apollo is older than Rocky. I think that's established. I would Four think or five so. years, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could argue that maybe Apollo is a little too old to come back. and But Rocky isn't. Because that's how I always thought it. Mm-hmm. Apollo's kind of living vicariously through Rocky. We're too young to retire. I still think Apollo should have just go win the ring and fought Clubber, but whatever. To, to your point, Ryan, like probably four-ish years older than Rocky. But in real life, Weathers is younger than Sly. Oh, that's is right. he really? Like a year or two, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. And he says here it could be bigger than ours. And I don't know if I agree with that. Other than the fact that, yeah, it's Rocky reclaiming. A championship, a rematch, sure. But I feel like Super Fight 2 was a bigger event. Yeah, I think so. 
them teaming up is going to be a huge That's part deal. of the draw, yeah. sure. Yeah. That'd be part of the draw, sure. Okay, fair. And I think Apollo said with the right touch. So like, if you advertise it, if you promote it correctly, it wouldn't just on its own naturally mm-hmm. become bigger. But maybe Apollo sees that is a challenge. Like, hey, let's see if we can get this to be bigger than ours, which is a high bar. Okay. Heaven knows I, I don't mind being involved with large numbers, right? I don't need this no more. I don't want this no more. So he's broken. He's beaten. Doesn't like, hey, that's a cool offer, Apollo, but I don't need this no more. I don't want it no more. He doesn't feel that need to repeat this. Because right now, we don't know yet as an audience member. He's afraid. He, he feels not just defeated, but he's like, the, the drive is out of him completely to face this again. Yeah. He just got beat. Like, the bruises are still fresh. Yep. He's very sore. He's emotionally wrecked from mm-hmm. Nikki's death and from the ego blow it is to lose. Okay, to find out that your last 10 fights were hand-picked mm-hmm. and you just got viciously knocked out and your manager just died. That's a lot of stuff piling up on you all at once. Like a couple weeks time. I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My whole life's a lie. Everything's mm-hmm. fake. You probably had this thing. Oh, I'm just another bum from the neighborhood type of thing. Maybe I'm not. I'm the champ. I have all these title defenses. Everyone loves me. And then I just got brought back down to reality. And maybe you're thinking, maybe I am just another bum from the neighborhood. I was just kidding myself this whole time. You know how your mind can play tricks on you like that, right? Oh, yeah. Where it's not quite true. But then you have this like negative self-voice. I'm sure he has that big time right now. Yep. Look, man, when you beat me, I hurt all over. And I didn't want to know from nothing or nobody, not even my kids. He also, he hurt all over to the point where Mrs. Creed had to take care of his bathroom business. <laughs> yeah, we learned that in the Creed film. Yeah, we learned that in the Creed film. Yeah, she had to carry him up those stairs, wipe his butt after he took a shite. Yeah. We got thank you, Mrs. Cree, for that little retcon knowledge and of this scene. Yeah, in the timeline of this film, it was just a year ago that he got his bum wiped by Mrs. Cree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Huxtable at that. Yeah. That's yeah. Right, Mrs. Huxtable, that's right. Hell, every fighter knows that hurt. And we get sick inside trying to live with it. So don't back off now. Make it right for yourself, or you'll be sorry you didn't. We held the greatest title in the whole world, babe. I just love how he says babe there. I don't know. <laughs> That, that's I mean, the second babe of the film. God, Apollo, the way he speaks is just spectacular. I love it. Everything about it. Was babe a thing? Because we heard the photographer who's like, hey, Rocky, how about a picture, babe? Did people call each other, the mm. dudes call each other babes back then? What <laughs> well, the hell? Apparently. Because coming from Apollo, I don't know why it makes more sense. It's yeah. more that I don't know why, but having a black man say it. I feel like black guys would be less likely to say babe to other dudes. Oh, interesting. I feel like coming from him, it's more groovy. and (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm feeling Ryan's vibe here, too. What you're putting down, I'm picking it up. Because in reverse, imagine if Rocky (laughs) says the same dialogue to Apollo. You know what I'm saying there, babe? He's a cooler dude, yeah. But you're right, Kyle. Is that a saying in the 70s or early 80s? Babe, yeah. I'm guessing so. I'll ask my mom. So, mom, when you hear this, give me a call. Send me a text. Call me, collect. Let me know. Call yeah. Call me, mom. Call me. <laughs> or whatever your name is. <laughs> you lost that fight, Rock, for all the wrong reasons. You lost. Sorry, he's wearing the necklace with the cufflink and the cross next to each other. I don't know why I've never caught that before. You pointed that out earlier. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. You guys pointed oh. that earlier, but now I'm seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder really if know. Apollo's wearing his two under his shirt. Because he has like a suit on, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he can have it underneath though. Yeah. The Rocky lore with the cufflink is mm-hmm. it's insane. It's probably of the Rocky franchise, the cufflink. We are led to believe Mickey gave the other cufflink somehow to Apollo. They and he wears oh, no, it no, in no, the no, second film. He got the other one. He said some bum. Rocky's asking where the other one went, and he's he was saying some other Rocky bomb. Marciano gave it to some other bum, which somehow filtered down to Apollo. Is Tony got it? Is honestly that's what we thought. Is Tony might have gotten it? Yeah. Of all Ryan's tinfoil hat theories, <laughs> this this is the most believable, the best, most interesting one. I agree. It's I good. like this one. I I like it. I like hearing about it. I will entertain that. I'm fully uh, saying Tony theory. received it and gave it to Apollo. I think it's before Apollo and Tony mm-hmm. meant. I think it's an old black man with a toothpick in his mouth who mm-hmm. gave it to Apollo personally. I think that old guy probably knew some fighter that was Sugar Ray something and he got it from him and then came down to Apollo. That's my theory. I don't have any evidence for that whatsoever, but that's okay. my story I'm making So up. now the question is, Apollo sees Rocky wearing that link. Do they ever talk about having the same cufflink? <laughs> hey, where'd you get that cufflink? Get- well, let me tell you. <laughs> they have both in the films worn them openly in the open, but we never see it on film them discussing the cufflinks mm-hmm. that they share. Yeah. Lost your itch. All right. I know your manager dying. Had you all messed up inside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, even Paul recognizes that. But that's I've always found this line here shows you just how business mode Apollo is because it's a pretty like you just buried the guy 12 hours ago, not even. And he does state that I know having your business manager or your sorry, your manager's died, having messed up inside. We still don't think Rocky thought that Mickey was dying because in the film, mm-hmm. when we see him, he's expecting Mickey to come down the aisle at some point and be next to him. Like he was just gassed or winded. I don't think Rocky truly felt that he was dying so much as he was really ill. He took ill. Yeah, uh, I think Apollo doesn't know that. I think okay. Apollo, all Apollo knows is that Mickey wasn't there for the fight. And then he, he did die. That. And then he did die. So he probably just assumes... Mickey was either A, already dead, or B, Rocky knew he was dying. But this is a bit of fan service, even for the audience members, too, that we are hearing from Apollo that part of the reason why Rocky lost, this is written by Sly, part of the reason Rocky lost was Mickey wasn't there. So it's being written into the film, and it's being said by the character. So whether Sly thinks that or and or the characters in the film think that, there is some sort of semblance of idea that, yes, Rocky lost that fight, but you didn't have the eye of the tiger. In our fight, you had it, but in this one, you don't. But the truth is, you didn't look hungry. Now, when we fought, you had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you've got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. And we've talked about this. Did he have the eye of the tiger? Okay. I, I don't think so. I no. don't think so. I he think Apollo didn't. had the eye of the tiger. Yes, he had Apollo it for sure. was trained like a madman. Yeah. He was motivated to beat Rocky. He fought well the entire time. Was stupid at the end. Rocky <laughs> did a last-minute training after his head was all screwed up, and then showed up late to the fight. Is like, oh, what if he won't show? And then it's maybe I think I have a headache. He doesn't seem like the I what? You could say maybe Rocky, you were living hard back then. 
I was living in luxury, even though I trained hard, I still was soft in that way where you were like sure. still living in the old neighborhood and you were made differently than me. And like really Rocky won that fight because he could take a punch better. <laughs> he also says when we fought and I, here's my thought on the eye of the tiger business. If you are the champion, you don't have the eye of the tiger. You've succeeded. You've gotten to the highest level. Yeah. So by nature, you don't have it. And Rocky did have it in the first fight. So Apollo could be referring to the first fight. No, but he's like, you had it, you won. Okay, that's true. And you could argue that he did just because whoever is not the champion, just by nature of not being the champion, you are hungry. You want it. Yeah, true enough. And I think Apollo in the first fight obviously did not have the eye of the tiger. Mm -hmm. Right? He didn't. He almost lost that fight. And at least to one judge, he did lose that fight. And in the second fight, I say he has, because he was embarrassed Mm, from the first fight, it was an odd situation where the champion can get the eye of the tiger because now he has something to prove to other people. It's almost like in Apollo's mind, if you don't knock the guy out, you lose. Mm. That his mentality, it seems like in Sly's mindset, that if you're not living hard, you're not training hard. Because you see that when in the fourth film where he goes to Russia to train. And then you see that when he takes Adonis out to the desert and stuff. He likes that idea of taking someone out of their environment and having them not just train hard for a few hours, but to actually live hard. I think I agree with that. Yeah. We think, Ryan. No, I'm listening to all of it and I agree with... I don't disagree with anything, so I don't have much more to add. And Luis says same thing. Spot on recap of Rocky Two fight situation. LOL. So there you go. All right. All right. So he says here, Paul says we just established with our conversation. No, we <laughs> we don't know what you mean. Imagine if Rocky came back and said exactly what Kyle said. In the first fight, you were pretty pissed off. <laughs> you, uh, Apollo, you lost that last fight because you went for the knockout at the yeah, end, right? You should have gone toe to toe with me. You should have listened to Tony. You should have beat me on points. You didn't have to run from me, but you didn't have Can to get be- in a slugfest either. <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we could win it back together. Eye of the Tiger, man. Tiger, man. Okay, I think we talked about this, but was Eye of the Tiger chosen because of this, or did this come from the Eye of the Tiger song? The song was written for the film, so they had a. They was must it have had really a spec, Yes, they man. had a spec script. So and it just became really popular after that. I'm 99% sure. Correct me if I'm wrong in the email folks that sly wrote the course wrote the script and then he commissioned the band to create the music for the film and they took that from the film it's weird too because in the music video for that they're like walking through times square it's not boxing related or anything from what i remember oh i don't remember and it's like i don't know if i've ever CD, seen the video. cd 70s times square too no <laughs> Not the Disneyland Times Square we have today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I assumed what you said too, Ryan, but the video does make it seem diff- like that wasn't the case. Because didn't they originally want Queens, Another One Bites the Dust yes, or that's something? that's what Sly wanted. It was turned down. Yeah. Yeah, that's he- good. It's hard now because I the Tiger, so iconic. Yeah. But then I could be wrong because I also heard that the song that we hear in the film apparently is different than the one that's on the soundtrack by a certain degree or whatever. I, I can't tell the difference. I haven't... I've said this before. I'll say it again because we're talking about it. It's my least favorite of the Rocky songs that are 
popular. I love going the distance, the final bell, the Robert Tepper is way better, even Burning Heart. It's overplayed, it's too much. It's a, it's a redundant chorus. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. I know the initial chords that kick in are fun, I agree, but after that, it's a very repetitive song. It's great. I might stand alone on this, but I don't know. Why'd you have to come here? That's a weird that's, way of saying. I don't, I don't get that either. Because you're here. You this is, this I feel good. like this should be a scene where, like, Apollo's sitting at a table, like a police interrogation, with, like the bright light on him, and Rocky has this smoke with like, his tie loose and his sleeves rolled up. He's like, "All right, Apollo, let's go through this again. <laughs> Why did you come here? I told you, man. It's because now it is an odd line, but if you want to psychoanalyze it, he could be saying, "I was comfortable quitting." Now oh, you, you're now so you, reasonable-minded, yeah. Ryan. That's a Sometimes very I, good point. Also, Apollo like could have just called him on the phone. You, you see how serious he is that he flew across the country to have this as an in-person conversation. Or he just stuck around, maybe. I don't know. But I think that's what it is, Rocky, saying, I was comfortable where I was. Now you've pulled me out of this funk. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm uncomfortable again because often when you face your fears, he's afraid. It's uncomfortable. You only grow as a human when you that's step right. outside your comfort zone. Yeah, that's why I've never grown. <laughs> I have the plan. Get back. You got me curious. Was the other trivia? Good, yeah. I got it right. <laughs> yeah, I initially put Apollo and then crossed it out. They both yeah, say Rocky. it, but Rocky yeah. says it first, first. and of course Apollo yeah. responds with the the classic homoerotic line. You got me curious, right? He didn't say babe. Ooh, I know. All right, so I think that's where we're going to end today because the next scene, yeah, okay. All right, so good stuff. Big episode, fun discussion, and we're going to get the uh, answers here on the trivia. I think the only one that I'm unsure of is the first one. So ready? Okay, I put Joe Zach. I did too, Kyle. Oh, I'm quitting. I can't. Do we did talk anymore. about this on the episode too. We did. I but know. It was the only one I could really remember. His- I put Big Yank Ball. Ooh, could be. Oh yeah, that's true. That's it true. could be. Oh, it is. You guys are right. <laughs> yeah. That's the father's name of his wife. This is his father-in-law. Man. All right. True. Yes. True was, of course, the question of the logo. Yep, we got that. His motorcycle helmet was thrown, and Apollo says... Oh, he put Apollo. You got me curious. Okay, interesting. So oh, you got to mark that wrong, then? We no. literally just watched we it. Just watched yeah. it. Again, Rocco, Rocco was 10. He was 10 when he did this. Yeah. Apollo said it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Ryan, you got four. KD and I got five? Yeah. Okay. And thank you, Louise. I, Louise, if he was the judge, he'd give me the point. He says, damn, the correct answer should always be Big Yank Ball. I agree. That was a uh, good recall of that name, though, because it's an epic name. <laughs> it is. An, that's the only reason why I remember. I totally forgot yeah. Joe. The reasonable name would be Joe. Okay. All right. Again, send us an email if you haven't already. Or give us a review on iTunes. We are part of the last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network. And we also have our standalone feed. So I don't know which one people is to. We have people listen to both. So if you're whatever feed you're on, give us a review and a rating. It not only does it help, but it just helps me personally. Oh, people are listening. It's nice. They actually care. Yeah. Oh, you can join the Patreon as well. The Patreon you get same day release of these videos that are not edited. So you see for better, for worse, you see the whole discussion, the jokes that don't land swear words that Kyle says I edit out. All those things are in the unedited version on uh, Patreon. And Kyle, you're about to say something there. Oh, I was actually going to plug your Patreon because I didn't think you'd do it. 
Oh, thank you. I was going to be like, I, and I want to point out, I don't profit from the Patreon, so I'm not saying this to be self-serving. Ryan spends money on this stuff. Yeah, I do spend money. The software I use to record costs money, and of course, my equipment has has cost me money. I dare say my my Patreon hasn't paid it back yet. But yeah, and it's also a way of just saying thanks for the tips for the editing. And last thing, Katie will not be here on the next episode. I wanted to make that announcement. She'll be on another vacation, as per. She's just a busy gal. But we do have stepping in for her. We have a guest host. Jared Talkstein from the 25 Guys Hyper Podcasting in Space. He'll be here to uh, co-host with you, Kyle. And he said that he looks forward to co-hosting with you because he's never done that, apparently. Oh. And that he also said that he is going to miss the red face. I don't know for that one. You want to red face? I, or maybe I'll bring out the old computer and... You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of work. He, no. he just made that joke. He, no, it's really not, actually. My old computer's like right beside me here. It's up to you, but he was joking. But he, he's looking forward to uh, podcasting with you because he is from hyperspace. That's where he's from. So oh, you yeah. Want- Speaking of Jared, I feel like one of the times that Jared guested with you and I, Ryan, was when we had the AI voice of the guy who said Mickey was racist. That's right. Right. I've been listening to this podcast and one of the ads, I've heard it twice now, one of the ads that comes on, I can't even remember what product they're hawking. I don't know, Ace Hardware. I I can't remember the ad, but it's that a, it's the identical yes. AI voice. It's the same AI voice that this ad uses. Yeah, we called him out on that, and he never responded. Yeah. So it's obvious it's true. I don't. Why would you? Does it seem like a lot of work to write a script for an AI to read? That seems like a lot of work to me. Maybe I'm just naive. I don't, I don't, but I just I thought it was very mind. interesting that I've I now heard the ad that shows that same voice. Yeah, for their so generic voice, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's very it, clear it's AI. It, it's weird. It is weird. Just show your real voice. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's odd. All right. I want to send in AI shit to the show. This is like with some outrageous opinions. Yeah, that's the scary thing with that AI. So, Kyle, with that, this episode is over. I didn't hear no bell. I just want to say one thing.